I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. on the update for where we sit now. Five nothing. Runners on second and third one out. About to be seven nothing. Seven nothing. Seven nothing <laughs> with a runner on first. Uh I'm just saying if you want to get the game in today, you better get over there now. Because yeah. <laughs> this could get uh they are, they are beating shortened. the Warriors about the head and shoulders right now. I'm not talking to shampoo. No, no. I, it's bad. So, there we go. Red Raiders uh, doing things over at Rocky Johnson Field. Yeah, Merrimack just made a pitching change, and welcome to the game, 44. It did not work. Well, it's one batter. So, By the way, those aren't your runs. Those are your previous starters' runs. Yeah. Uh, close the book on the starter. That's true. The yeah. uh, book has now been closed after one pitch. So, uh Good news for the Red Raider softball team. Uh, Red Raider basketball, however. Mm. Warren Washington. In, out. Tomorrow. I don't know. I mean, I... I we, nobody. We're not going to know until tomorrow. Yeah, like I, I think this is a... We're going to have to wait and see. Is he in the layup line or not? I mean... Gut feeling. I mean... Out. Out. Clint? Yeah. Warren Washington in out. Uh right now I'm I'm thinking he's out until yeah. uh he's in in any game. So like if he's out and then you ask me this before Oklahoma State, I'm gonna say out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I just if he's not gonna be well enough to play against Texas, you know, you kinda maybe Maybe just see, you know, we just got to get one win to get ourselves in the tournament. Get yourself in the tournament and, you know, maybe you can get him back and get him healthy. I mean, he may be, maybe it's something that's, the the good news is, I mean, I, I, maybe I didn't see it all the way. I didn't see him wearing a boot during the Texas game. No, he, I didn't. He was wearing either. slides. So, I mean, if he's not wearing a boot, then that's not a, that's not a, uh, that's not a um, an injury that they're they're trying to to maintain, and it might be just a pain tolerance for him, you know. And that's good. Maybe it's about you know, hey, yeah, it's me more time. Maybe it's just sore. You know, if you get that stress fracture on your foot, sometimes, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's a toe. I don't know. It's a lower. We've had some injury. good experience with guys that have had toe issues before, though. Usually in the second half after the he got the injection for the game. Had a really good game. Maybe that's just what we got to do. Just uh, muddle through the first half. And You ever had an injection into your foot? No, I don't like injections at all. So, and like they are not either. fun. That's not fun. But, uh, you know, I'm also not a Division One athlete trying to get on the court. Or field. Or really anywhere for that matter. Um, so with no Warren Washington, which is what we're guessing... Don't know for sure. Let's make this clear. Could be playing against West Virginia tomorrow. Yeah, we're 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 we are, absolutely we are know, flat out systematic wild. You say pontificating? Um, educated pontificating. Uh, and I say educated because we've been paying attention to it for surmising. Not, yeah, summarizing. Uh, Not summarizing. Surmising. Surmising. Well, and then you have to play the game. Like if he does play tomorrow, you have to go. Okay, is this UCF where? There's a minutes restraint, or he gets going, and like ah, yeah, we we can't, we cannot play him, like jump him back into the amount of minutes he was before he was injured. Exactly. So even with at, him at, in the lineup, doesn't mean you'll get a full Warren Washington. At some level, you have to protect the player from himself. He may want to play, you know, but it might not be in his best. You know, Mike Neal is one of the best trainers in America, and if he can get him out there, he's going to get him out there. 
But if it's if it's not in his best interest to play him, and he can do, he can do more harm than good to, by being on the court, it's best to get him healthy. I mean, the reality is, if you can't beat Oklahoma State and West Virginia, the the two bottom teams in your conference, even in a depleted state, you don't deserve to go to the postseason. That's a flat out. I mean, is is that am I wrong? Am I off base by saying that? I don't think so. By saying that if you can't beat the worst two teams in the conference. That you shouldn't be going to the NCAA tournament. One of the two, one of them. And and, really, because I mean, you got them both. All you got to do is beat one of them to guarantee yourself a 500 conference record. So, is the West Virginia game? Where do you rank that in difficulty without Warren Washington versus uh, it, the three it, games you've it got? It probably goes from a five to a seven. Okay. I mean, every every game in the conference is difficult. Every game is is at least a five. I mean, even with your full complement of everybody, every game's at least a five. But when you you take out one of your 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 big guns, your big bullets, your the the big tool in your tool bag. I mean, we talked you know we talked earlier in the week about how well the offense runs off of Warren Washington, and and Pop Isaacs is a much better player with with Warren on the court, just from a standpoint of being able to to draw defense away from him. And him being pop, but with him on the with him not on the court, you know the defense becomes a little more, you know, we become a little easier to defend because you're not having to defend the perimeter. I mean the uh, the, the, the rim anymore. Yeah. The lane, the lane. We had no lane presence, and I mean it's Robert Jennings is too inconsistent to be in there. Uh, Ey and and uh, and Kyron Lindsay are just too young. I mean it's. It's. I mean, the only proven commodity you have as a big is Warren Washington, and he changes the defense and how the, how the defense is played against Texas Tech. It's a, it's a fact. And when that can get flipped, it's a completely different story for you. And you had a lot of lot of success this year early. Well, yeah. When you were able to use that well, to your advantage. And you think about the fact that you don't have any rim protection, you don't have any rebounding, and you. I mean, you get out rebounded. You, you get dominated. I mean, uh, Dessue just basically, you know, he, he, he decides which way am I going to go around Kyron Lindsay? Which way am I going to go at uh, EY? I mean, just th- th- those guys are just too young, you know. But the, now, say EY showed flashes of, of a kid that could be good. Oh, sure. Like yeah, not, he showed flashes and moments ago. I, uh, this we're kid not banging on any of these guys yeah. on an individual basis for a permanent thing. Well, I mean, I, what was EY doing? He was playing high school basketball in Connecticut last year. Mm-hmm. Is that where he's from? Somewhere up northeast? I think that's right. But Is that it's, right? It's Pennsylvania? New Hampshire? For some reason, I thought he was outside of the United States. I thought he played prep school in, in Maybe. Connecticut. That sounds There's right. something we usually look that up. Well, while you look that up, it's it's a situation where you you knew going into Big 12 play that you were going to have some struggles rebounding the ball because of uh, one very big key injury. And then you've now lost your second big for the uh, a large chunk of the past few games in Warren, Washington. You did not have a roster at the beginning of the year that could make up for all of that, especially when you factor in how cold some of your guys have been shooting, especially in the month of February. Uh, you know, I gave the numbers earlier this week of... of... Yes. Uh, Western Reserve Academy, Hudson, Ohio, by way of Finland. Okay. There we go. Northeast. Midwest. <clears throat> and then way northeast. Finland. For Finland. It's way northeast. Yeah. Like, you got to pass north and east to get there. Like, way northeast. See, I made it funny there. Y'all aren't laughing. Appreciate that, boys. Trying to, you know, lighten it up on a Friday. But, um... Hmm. Appreciate that. The, I'll give you uh, a dollar if you can pronounce his hometown in Finland. I would in, even try. <laughs> it's got letters. and It's got consonants and vowels that, that shouldn't go where they are. And it's got... It's got vowels with little dots all over them. This is going to be fun. Say it. Ivaskula. Uh, 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 uh. Nailed it. I don't think. Is, it, is the J silent? That's where I'm going with. 
Sounds like it should be an E. I was going to say Eva Skyla. Eva Skyla. How do you say blank? We're to pull it up Google. Eva Skyla. Eva Skyla. Eva Skyla, Stephen? It is. The bottom line. That's just what we do here. <laughs> that you know, so, all I'm of just our Finnish listeners that, are just pulling their hair out right now. Sure. Worst hour in Lubbock radio guy is sitting around going, God, worst hour in Lubbock radio. Hey man, it's not. You know how I know? There's somebody who's off the air right now. I don't know who. Somebody somewhere's off the air. That it happens all the time. Somebody somewhere having a really bad day today. We're one step above that. Mostly. Sometimes. Not your Finland cities. Skyla. <laughs> hey, uh, Sneed. Yes. We well, said we get in some baseball conversation on the way. Okay. Oh, like you're upset talking baseball. Go lie to somebody else. It's on the bottom line at 100.7. The score. Nice line. Getting to the point. But taking the scenic route to get there, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm going to take a guess. I don't know what this is for sure. Pretty sure, though, I'm going to make this guess and nail it on the head. Finish National Anthem. Yes, this is my apology to us butchering... Ivascula. Ivascula. You do it, but you do it again. Yeah. Ivascula. English. Ivascula. So there we go. That is how to pronounce that according to the uh, YouTube Google Translate thing. Ivascula. silent. Not. We got that part right. We. I feel like we nailed the first syllable. (laughs) And we definitely pronounced a K in there and an L. And I think if we were lost... In Finland, and we were trying to figure out where this place was, how we pronounced it. We would have got it close enough to be like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, not in English, but right up there. And then we'd be lost more. That's obstruction. We had an obstruction? But didn't call it. Are you criticizing Big 12 officials? No, I'm just pointing (laughs) out that there was an obstruction that didn't get called. You know, it's interesting watching a game with you. Uh, and I appreciate it's the robot, Skippy. <laughs> All right, Sneed. So Red Raider baseball back on the diamond. Uh, coming up tonight. Don't break Sneed. Don't break Sneed. Right. We're, we're trying to. We've been. We drew. We screwed around a lot, and we need to get into some Red Raider ba- ba- baseball here. Uh, you've got Gardner Webb on tap uh, as the next uh, victim for the Red Raider baseball team. This should be another weekend like last weekend was. Evascula. Um, but. I still think there are some things that you can find out this weekend. Uh, yeah. And if I were to, to tell out. you, you can only find out one thing this weekend. What is the number one thing on your list that you want this Red Rider baseball team to figure out this weekend? Pitching depth. Pitching depth. Mm-hmm. Okay. In, in like, I, want, I want to know. I'd like to come out of this weekend knowing who my rotation is. My weekend uh-huh. rotation is. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. Because Big 12 play coming up in a hurry, mm-hmm. and it's coming in with a thunder. Yeah, I think um, a couple of things may happen. Um, I would not be shocked at all to see Zane Petty t- for on Tuesday against New Mexico. Um, and if he struggles there, that's a potential uh, bad. He might stay in stay on midweek. Sure. Uh, uh, with Mac Hare. Um, getting the weekend start here against uh, Gardner Webb. Do you do you trust him if he has a good start, and you know, and and, and produces to hey roll that back out again against Texas? There are some things that even with the expected talent of Gardner Webb, and they could be better than what we're thinking. Mm. It's they could. Mm. I'm not saying it's likely. That's something they could. Um, you know if you're hitting your spots. You know if you're throwing the ball where it's supposed to be thrown. You know if you're hitting the velocities that you're supposed to be hitting. You know if you're making the pitches and throwing for strikes what you should be throwing for strikes. Like, there are some things that you can find out on an individual basis. You might not be able to figure out if you can fool everybody with this pitch, but you can throw this pitch for a strike. You can throw this pitch where you want it. And that – I'm not saying that these guys are just walking everybody, but – if you're up a little, 
That can make a difference for a hitter. You, if you're not changing the the eyesight as much as you think you are. Oof. I said they could, Chris. Could was the key word there. Oof. They might. They're two and six. Then why bother two, playing this weekend? They dropped. They dropped why two, bother playing? Well, you need to get nope, innings in. Terrible play. No, you don't need innings. to play. We can just, just uh, uh, we don't need these games. I mean, nothing to learn. Well, plenty to learn. <laughs> here's what here's what scares me about this team. They they lost two of three to Appalachian State. They dropped a midweek to NCA and T. Um, they played a three way. Uh, they played a tournament. Shout uh, out Drumline, by the way. NCA and T. Yeah. No, that was that. That was Atlantic Tech. It was with Atlanta A and T that he played it. No, it was North Carolina A and T. No, it was, it was Atlanta A and T. I'm gonna do some googling. We'll be here. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, um, they played St. Joseph Quinnipiac and Canisius, and they dropped two of those three. These are all teams that you would find in the 200s in the RPI. Sure. I apologize. Well done. You win. Handshake from across the class. <laughs> Can't drop one of my favorite movies out there and tell me it's wrong. That's one of your favorite movies. <laughs> Drumline? I like yeah. it. There's, there's a, I'm not saying it's bad. Let the, me make this clear. It's not like a bad movie, but that's like when, when they, I say my favorite movies. The drumline scenes and the drum off, the the that is one of the best scenes ever. I, I love that, uh, that drumline when those guys are doing the, the drum drumming on the other guy's drum and he stops and he drop it and they pull up more drums oh that was I was loving that I was feeling that like starting up and just walking up to someone with a drum just having the powder on it just yeah. to start it I like that movie I mean the the whole con- the concept of the movie is dumb sure the fact hey, that listen, there's like hey, NIL hey, 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 for hey. like drum lines hey. of course but you know what that's a real thing if you go to the HBCUs in in the southeast, it's more about halftime oh, sure. than it actually is about the game. You go to a SWAT game; those games empty out after halftime. I mean, it is not. It's it is. I remember the first time I ever officiated a SWAT game, and and, and we we're coming out of the locker room, and we was like, "Why are we going out for pregame? We'll see the band, man. <laughs> pregame show, yeah." And you're getting done with the halftime stuff, so you can go back out and watch the bands play, yeah. And then I mean, literally the game. The stadium, there's no one there for the third and fourth quarter. Because they saw the what they wanted to see. Yeah. And listen, there's nothing wrong with a dumb concept of a movie being a fun movie to watch. Did you ever see Roadhouse? Roadhouse. Terribly stupid concept of a movie. I will promise you. I if, will watch that movie every if time. If Roadhouse on comes on, I will stop what I am doing and watch Roadhouse. Without hesitation. Yes. Without hesitation. Smokey and the Bandit. It does not matter. Not only will I stop and watch that, I will quote every line of that movie to anyone As that's it listening. Goes yes, no issue. Ned, there's nothing wrong with a good dumb movie. Nothing wrong. Yeah. But Drumline, that's in like top ten, top twenty. No, oh, it's, it's just fun, fun, crazy movies I want to watch. Yeah, Drumline. Okay. I'll see you. Nothing. I, when you said one of your your top, I was wondering where that number favorites. was. And, okay, so. I'm just pointing out the fact that this <laughs> team, they, they've played a team probably in the top 100 RPI and got beat 7-1 on, on Tuesday. And they've got five other losses to teams who were RPIs in the 200s. I mean, this is another weekend where we're, our RPI is going to drop just playing the weekend. Sure. So you better win them. Because losing one. <clears throat> oh, geez. This, you got, an anchor you, to got you got a bucket, we can drop one of these rocks in and see how far down it'll float down to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. That's where uh, RPIs can go if you lose the series. Here. Don't see. foresee that happening. Yeah. Looking at this weekend, starting rotation, I like you looking at that going, we really need to start figuring out some answers for this, especially on the weekend. I'd also like seeing some of your guys that you know are your guys. Mm-hmm. Your dudes. The guys that are going to be bringing in all of the RBI at the, in the middle of the season that you need them to be bringing and the end of the season and postseason play, the guys that you need to rely on in your offense to get them going mm-hmm. and specifically looking at three, four, five in your lineup, specifically Gavin Cash. And we've already seen some, I don't want to say changes, but uh, 
shifting from time to time mm-hmm. so that uh, G- Gavin isn't uh, just sitting at first and you know causing a hole over there and not and not adding the bat that we've seen him capable of adding. But I also then look around the rest of your infield, and you could use some help at second. Shortstop, wow. Can't say enough about TJ and, and how impressed I have been with both his glove and his bat. Uh, the The shortstop position is one of those that, while the, the I don't want to say joke, but the, the line around here is if you can hit, we'll find some place for you to stand. Mm-hmm. Center field and shortstop kind of are almost exempt from those positions where if you can field them well, we'll find a place for you to be in the lineup, almost. I mean, you've still got to be able to hit, uh, get on base and do the things you're supposed to do. But TJ's absolutely just taking care of both sides of that, and I wasn't expecting that from a freshman coming in this year. Yeah. Thought he'd be good, didn't think he'd be this good. I stand corrected. Uh-oh. There are guys not in the 200s. 180? Uh, no, they're actually, hang on. I'm still looking for them. I'm, I'm, I might be pleasantly surprised here, maybe. Gardner Webb, 110 RPI. Still. Hang on. It's this Wait a second. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That is today. Don't have time for you to wait. You keep looking. We'll come back with Kaylee's day. Never mind mind what I just told you. Never mind what I just told you. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. With uh, Chris Snead here on the bottom line of 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Uh, Texas Tech leading 7 nothing over Miramac right now, bottom of the fifth. One out after a uh, little pop-out. I say pop-out because it wasn't lined out. Center fielder kind of took a knee to, and right where she was at to get the, the catch. Red Raiders leading in the bottom of the fifth up to bat with one out. Uh, Mr. Snead, do you have an updated uh, net ranking for... Gardner Webb, uh, one ninety three. Not quite two hundred. No, but close enough for the argument. Yeah, one sixty seven for Texas Southern. There's one up. Ours. We are currently sitting at twenty five. FYI. Okay. And we are we are up five from last week. Really? Mm-hmm. After last week? Oh, you won. Well, sure, but went up after that is the surprise. I can yeah. see staying flat. You also handled business. Yeah, don't lose. Yeah, don't lose. That's a bad. You know, uh, are you ready for Kaylee's Daily? Huh? Are you ready for Kaylee's Daily? Yeah, let's put work on his hat. <laughs> the car. Mm-hmm. Clint. C. Um. Kaylee's Daily is brought to you by Chris Neat. Yep. But of course, it's not showing up on there. So I have to read it off of here. I asked. <laughs> I asked the question. I was not ready. And you said yes. I was not ready. Uh, Kaylee's Days uh, brought to you always, of course, by me. Suck it, Steve. All right. Um, evidently, I didn't read this before I'm reading this. Kaylee says, <laughs> okay. Does it say, Dad, you should read this first to make sure it's okay? Captain Snita Roo started off the show crabby yesterday. <laughs> he did. You know what else we is crabby? We got you crabby? feeling better by the end of the show, though. You know what else is crabby? The Chinese mitten crab. <laughs> Okay. The Chinese mitten crabs are small crustaceans that dig burrows in the sand for shelter along beaches, estuaries, and coastal rivers. These crabs are known for their white claws. Speckle. <laughs> white claws. <laughs> Heard that. Yes. Uh, well done. Keep going. Uh, spe- speckled with hair like projectiles. 
giving their appearance of mittens. Oh, okay. Chinese mitten crabs originated in East Asia, but their population spread rapidly through North America and Europe in the 20th century. Similar to the zebra mussel, it is hypothesized that these crabs were introduced in foreign waterways to, uh, through the ballast water of traveling ships. These mitten crabs are extremely detrimental to aquatic ecosystems, and they destroy river inlets and, and levees with their burrows that they dig, which prevent the sustainable water flow. They've also been known to physically clog up a boat tailpipe, water inlets, and commercial fishing operations. In case you're wondering, yes, these crabs can be eaten. They are a seasonal delicacy in some countries, but they don't contain enough meat to be worth the effort to cook and often carry parasites through their travels from water system to water system. You're I telling me with claws this big, you can't, there's not enough meat there to eat? I mean, these things are... I mean, they are white claws. Well, sure. I mean, you got to be, anytime there's a white claw involved, you got to be careful, but how big are the these things? They ones. are... It's a final from Rocky Johnson, 8 nothing. I'm looking for the size on their Wikipedia page. The first one I saw is three inches wide for the whole thing. So, I mean, it's not. Yeah, I guess it's a not monster. a big crab. I mean, those claws, though, like when you look at it, mitten crab is a very good description. It looks like they've got giant mittens on their on their claws. Mm-hmm. Like the that that's how I would describe them. And if they're that small, sure. But man, I mean. Did you look at the picture? Did she send you a picture? I didn't look at the picture. You didn't look at the picture? I never looked at the animals. Well, there's the animal. Mm. That, that, the, that's an apt name for this. They, the, whoever named it got it right. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, going back to dumb movies that uh, we love and adore and will continue to watch every time they are on. Yeah. Sally Field, Smokey and the Bandit. That's all I needed to hear. Man, Sally Field, man. When she was in... When she was in her 40s, she was in her 30s. Boy, she... Sally Field didn't lose her fastball for a long time, by the no, way. No, she did not. I was, you know, just FYI, for y'all thinking about, you know, Sally Field, yeah. She was on the cover of, of uh, Playboy magazine when she was like 40. So, and, yeah. Uh, Steve Roy, uh, Stephen Roy writes in, On the elliptical this morning turned on Pacific Rim. Aliens, monsters, not likely, but so fun. Yeah, that's an interesting deal with the aliens, the the uh, the guys in the monster suits yes. doing, the, doing the things, <laughs> you know. Um, and it's an interesting concept too that uh, kept getting bigger and bigger monsters because yeah. they kept making the hole bigger. Hmm. Like that's how that kind of yeah. built. Uh, but uh, big Huey chiming in that yes, uh, Finland is in fact northeast of here. Well, yeah, that was the point I was making. I was Yavaskala. Yavaskala. Uh Steve, wow, Captain Cedaru, Steve hate, and then a bunch of emojis. Say what? I'm uh, Steven timing in. Wow, Captain Cedaru, Steve hate? Question mark with a bunch of emojis. Suck it, Steve. <laughs> Your team's poor. <laughs> and Bullfighter, uh concerned you're not gonna go see any baseball. Uh I will see plenty of baseball this weekend. I'm just not gonna watch the first uh bludgeoning. The second bludgeoning, you will be in your front I'll row seat. Be there tomorrow. I got. Uh, I mean, I'd plan to be there, and then I'll, I'll t- change on Tuesday. Sure, because I mean, this is requested gig. Like, yeah. say what you will about a lot of things, but if you get requested for something because you do a good enough job that they want you to do your job for them, I don't care what job it is. That's an honor. Now watch, Bullfighter's going to say, hey, Jeff, I requested you come ride a bull. And the answer for that question is going to be nope. Uh, but if the, the professionals that need you to do something are asking you to do something, yeah, that's an honor. I don't care what it is. And I thank you for that honor when it comes in. Now, if it's just, hey, you come see how bad my job is, I would say uh, Micro already did that. And Dirty Jobs is one of my favorite shows. I do not need to take uh, jobs away from him. Because then we don't get the show, and I would rather see the show. He does a better job than I would. Call the true professional fill-in guy at that point. Okay. You don't like dirty jobs, huh? You don't like dirty jobs, the show. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, they're getting pretty dirty. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that these guys do. Seven-inch fudge. Clint 
Scotch. Well done there, sir. Wasn't expecting that. And, uh, and you just had it loaded, didn't you? You were ready. There, was, It was cued. Oh, God. Man, that's that's good producing right there. All right, Sneed. So, uh, final predictions to this weekend. Red Raider Baseball, I'm guessing you say sweep. Yeah, if it's and not I'm, a sweep, I'm going to be sour on it. And I'm day. guessing you're going to say double-digit wins and a run rule on Sunday. I'm not going to predict that because I mean, you don't necessarily know. But I would I would predict comfortable wins all three days. Red Raider basketball. I would. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say um, more uncomfortable than we want it to be. Yeah, but I think an uncomfortable win on the road. There's nothing wrong with an uncomfortable win. There's a lot wrong with a very uncomfortable loss. Yeah. I don't want an uncomfortable loss. Well, you got you got three, two on the road, two winnable road games. You could actually change your momentum a little bit going into that Baylor game next Saturday. You really kind of need to. I mean, I'd like to finish 10-8. and eight. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, because that you means you'd be I'd, I'd like to finish 11-7, and seven, really. I mean, well, to be quite One honest. thing at a time. <laughs> I mean, we can only improve so much one at a time. Uh, I hate to bring this up. I really do. You don't. I, well, we're doing them all, so. Lady Rays aren't going to win tomorrow. They're not. No. I, I wouldn't pick it either, but do they keep it interesting? No, because they've been able to keep some teams interesting. I mean, I, I, they're just they're just under undermanned right now. I mean, they've they're they're they brought a stick to a gunfight, and they're they're just not playing with a full complement. Even with a full complement, this would be a, a tough task for them. And you know, they're they're going to play arguably the the Big Twelve Player of the Year in Aoka Lee, and you don't have any answer for her. And you even you can't you can't do enough to slow her down to give yourself a chance. I mean, keeping this game interesting would be a victory for the Lady Raiders, and I don't, and I say that, you know, I I feel for Coach Gerlich in the in the worst way right now. She is just so undermanned right now. That is Chris Need. You will catch him somewhere in the area, refing a basketball game, and then at uh, Dan Law Field, Rick Griffin Park. For baseball the rest of the weekend. Need to have a good weekend, sir. I plan we'll see to. You on I'm going to sing a song somewhere tonight. Oh, we're singing a song. Probably. You got a song in mind? Uh, I'll figure it out. Figure it out. So look for the Sneed there. Bottom line, Jamie Lent on the way next. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 107 The Score mobile app. Jeff McGuire in for Choice Woodman today. Sitting alongside now, Jamie Lint and Clint Scott across the way. Slide and slide to push buttons for us, as he does every single day on the program. You are uh, encouraged to join in on any of the conversations we get into on the Visual Edge IT hotline at 806-771-0973. You can also uh, shoot us a text on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at 107thescore.com or pull out your uh, handheld device of uh, whatever version that it could be, whether it be the Apple or the Android or the, the Google or whatever it is. You can go down and download the mobile app, 107thescore, and you can chat there. We can't make it any easier. At some point, you have to help us out. Like you could even come into the parking lot and yell at us, although it would be hard to hear because we've got these headphones on. But, you know, again, we're at 620 Avenue O in downtown Lubbock, Texas. So we're not hiding. You have to help meet us halfway at times. Can we consider a baseball bat a handheld device? Handheld Maybe. electronic device, I guess. Maybe a glove? Baseball glove? Like a, well, like a digitometer a or a... You set him up for that. What did he say? The digitometer. Uh, a digitometer? Yes. That's where the hammer would come into play. You bring your digitometer, I'll bring the hammer. Hey, you were the one who busted it out the other day, so. And then I busted it up today. <laughs> it was um, one of those things you were like, why didn't I like that? I can't remember. Like, why didn't I like that food item? I should try it again. And you try it, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's why I didn't like it. <laughs> there's a chicken place in town I do that with from time to time. I'm not going to mention their name because there's a lot of people that really enjoy this chicken place. But, uh, yeah, every now and then I'm like, why don't I like? Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. I'm reminded now, and I don't need to go back for a while, and then I'll have to 
remind myself. Uh, Bullfighter wants to know, JL, if I bring a baseball bat tonight, will you sign it? If you bring a baseball tonight, will you sign it? From Bullfighter. Uh, absolutely. But I would be afraid that it would ruin your ball or your bat or feels <laughs> like you could, you know, get a, I don't know, Tim Tadlock to sign it or whatever, and that would be a lot better. Uh, Bullfighter, I'm going to answer this question. Uh, also, JL, did uh, Jeff show you the video I sent him on Twitter? I didn't see a video on Twitter, Bullfighter. I also haven't looked. Um, are you sure you sent it to me? I, I'm talking, looking at mine. Is I he don't... talking about the other Jeff? Oh, that's a possibility. Could be Haxton. I don't know if Haxton has shown you a video on Twitter. He has not. Okay. I have not seen uh, Senior <laughs> Haxton. Sooner in Lubbock. I know the place you're talking about, Jeff. I don't know, man. Like, I know a lot of people like this place. And it's just a, it's just a chicken place. It's not a chicken sandwich place, but it, it, not my favorite. Um, did you hear what happened to me yesterday after I got home, Jamie, earlier? I did not. So uh, yesterday, like, my... Uh, Problems continued after I got home. I uh, passed on some information to Clint uh, that he needed to hear, and I was excited to hear if he was going to share it on the air. And I jumped out of the truck and got in the apartment to turn the radio on, and when I went to put my keys away, it was just one set of keys that hit my tray instead of two. The second set of keys for the truck were still in the truck. Oh, boy. With the doors locked. By me locking them even. Like, it's not even like it's an auto lock. I I slid the lock back. So $25 later, I got my keys back about 20 minutes later. Only 25 bucks? It was only 25 bucks. So I wasn't, I mean, it was was a stupid tax, but it wasn't a deathly stupid tax. Like if I had to get the truck towed or something. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I just want you to also verify that I have water over here today. That we're not making the same mistake we made yesterday. And it's funny, he paid me $25, but I would have broken his window for free. I don't know why he paid me to do it. <laughs> right. My hammer I was going to bring, my handheld device, again, would have come into play. It could have come into play. I did try to uh, finagle the door myself because I know how to do it. I just don't have the 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 Slim Jim to do it or the balloon to open up the door enough to get a, 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 a line to where the lock is. That's where I, I didn't succeed in that. That's, a bad That's when I made the pop the 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 lock popper people call. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say today's top ten list, Jamie, was inspired by events of last night. I was uh, searching through the the streaming services of for something to watch, and the little birdie in the back of my head thought about a Disney movie from 1967, I believe called Blackbeard's Ghost. And if you grew up when I did and had the Disney Channel back then, when they would show those old 60s and 70s live-action movies, you know the movie I'm talking about. Blackbeard is a ghost, and he's got to make right the families that he hurt and damaged in the course of his being a pirate, and only one person can see him. It's a ridiculously stupid Disney movie. Saw that this weekend, and saw that... uh, on the list, and I will be watching that movie at some point this weekend, okay. along with like that darn cat and not the Nutty Professor, the Reluctant Professor. No, it's the Reluctant Astronaut. The oh, it's the one where Flubber actually gets introduced, like in the black and white movie. Flubber. Flubber. Yeah, the super bouncy rubber. Is that a person? No, it's the you Robin know? Williams creation and Flubber. No, before the, like, like a, it was before. You should just like watch Flubber. That sounds, sounds like great. A dominant pitcher in the Little League World Series. He hits a lot of home runs. Well, no, these were basketball players with super bouncy <laughs> shoes that could jump like, you know. They call me Flubber and my favorite snack is Oreos. <laughs> uh, Bullfighter just sent me the video. My phone just went off for it. I will share it with uh, Jamie in the break. So everybody will be taken care of shortly for uh, what we have gone through. But uh, so, yeah, forgotten Disney movies coming up today for your top 10 at 2 o'clock. I had no idea that Flubber had an origin story, by the way. I thought it was just Flubber. Well, yeah, like this goes back to like, uh, uh, not Russell Wilson. Uh, what is his name? Russell Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. No, 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 no. Kurt Russell. The, the actor originally was a Disney actor 
And he did like a slew of movies, like the 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 computer that wore tennis shoes is one of them. Like these are dumb, dumb Disney movies, but they are they were classics in my house because they were on all the time. Huh. I had no Channel. idea that Flubber had an origin story, and he was played by Kurt Russell. No, no, the Kurt Russell movies were after like this. Go- Will you just look at one of these and you'll realize how dumb and fun they're going to be? And I'm going to enjoy watching a bunch of them this weekend. So Forgotten Disney movies, none of the ones I looked up, by the way, are on this list. I'm a little bit disappointed. In fact, I think all of these are animated except for one. One of them is not animated. Also one of my favorites. But that's coming up at 2 o'clock today. We will also get into Red Raider Baseball versus Gardner-Webb. Texas Tech basketball at West Virginia. Get Jamie's thoughts on the game coming up this weekend. We will have your question of the day. We will have the opportunity to tell Clint he is wrong. And we also have opportunities for you to see Texas Tech baseball versus Gardner-Webb tomorrow. Dan Lawfield, Rick Griffin Park. Not yet. Not yet. But we've got two four-packs to give away. We will do that at some point in the next two hours. It is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Rolling through your afternoon on the bottom line, 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com. And the Yates Flooring Center chat line helping me out. Thank you very much, whoever this is. The absent-minded professor, world's greatest athlete, and the love bug. All in that vein of live-action Disney movies that used to be on the Disney Channel all the time. Like, instead of all the kids shows that they're showing now and the, you know, the whatever they're doing now. Like, Don't these let your used kids to be watch on. those shows. I, I will be enjoying the heck out of some of these movies this weekend, along with... Red Runner Baseball with uh, Jamie Lint on the call alongside Choice Woodman and eventually Jeff Haxton at, at, uh, on Sunday this weekend, just like last weekend, if I had to guess. Correct. So uh, Gardner-Webb, uh, another, this should be an easy weekend that, we've, uh, that we're kind of expecting. Does, do they bring any concern with a specific pitcher, any specific hitter that you're like, okay, this is the guy that if they get going, he's going to be the force for it? Maybe it's somebody on the, the on the base paths that's going to be stealing a lot of bases. Anything along those lines that just jumps at, as their biggest threat for the Red Raiders this weekend? Well, it looks like Tommy uh, Taveras is their guy. I mean, he's the only one that has multiple, or excuse me, double-figure hits at this point of the season. Leads them with a three fifty five average, three homers, seven driven in. Uh, he's the guy, you know, pretty much in every offensive category, including two for three and stolen bases that leads the charge for them. So that would be the guy that I would look for. Anybody on their rotation got an ERA under four? Mm, they have a starter, Reed Bertram, who's made two starts. He's gone a total of six innings and has not given up a run. Hmm. I would imagine um, we'll see him this weekend as a starter. Have they not uh, announced their rotation yet? Or have you not just seen it yet? They have. I just only looked at today. Aha. Uh-huh. A one day at a time kind of guy, Jeff. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. He is not in the rotation this weekend. You've got an ERA of 9. You've got an ERA of 2.70 with a left-hander for um, for Saturday. And then you have a guy who's thrown just five innings so far this year out of the pen. So uh, they're still trying to figure it out. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that at this time of year. Because uh, a lot of teams are just trying to figure it out right now, Mm -hmm. including the Red Raiders at this point. And we know they've made the change in the starting rotation for this weekend. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say the Red Raiders have figured out more than the running Bulldogs have. That might be fair. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would expect that to be fair. But you still got some questions that you need to get answered. Oh, sure. Uh, if I were to take – because we, I asked this question to Snead earlier, and I'm going to take away his answer because it was also my answer and making you think just a little bit deeper because, you know, you're a lot smarter in this than the, both Snead and I are. Um, if I took – you want to find out one thing about this baseball team other than your starting rotation getting figured out. 
What's the second most important thing for this team to figure out this weekend? Well, that was unfair because I felt like answer or to your question one, two, and three were Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The weekend rotation. See how good your weekend rotation is, and see how the starters are on the mound this weekend. That would have been A, B, and C. Um, what do we need to get figured out? I mean, I don't think uh, it's figured out in the outfield at this point, but I don't look at that as a negative thing. I look at that as a positive thing, meaning I, I don't know which guy is going to slide into which role and stay there, um, but I feel like it's a positive thing. It's it's that you've got a bunch of guys competing and performing well and fighting for those spots. Um, you know, I, I, I am not worried at all about you know, the batting averages and, and what we've seen offensively from Tracer Lopez and Cade McGee, both are getting on. I mean, they lead you in in walks, I think, with 10 and with 9 so far on the season. So their on-base percentages are still good. Their batting averages are not great. So I think you'd like to see those guys get going, but I'm not worried about those two at this point. And I, that, I just think that, you know, they're scuffling a little bit. And, again, they both have not seen a ton of strikes to be aggressive. So uh, that's part of it. And I guess you could throw the first base situation out there. Uh, is Gavin Cash going to, you know, grab hold of this job and, and go with it? Um, is he going to, you know, be more consistent both offensively and defensively? And if he does, where's Landon Stripling going to play? Because he's swinging the bat too well to expect him not to be in the lineup a whole bunch. So, I mean, those are questions that, but they're not worries or concerns that are for the most part. Um, I, I think, like I said, a lot of that is positive. You just have guys playing well, and nobody's like grab the spot because they're just everybody gets a shot and everybody's is doing well. But it's I mean, a good the, problem to have. Yeah, <laughs> the first base thing, I guess, is a little bit different. Um, you know, just that you want to see Gavin, who we all know is just incredibly incredibly talented want to see him get dialed in both at the plate and out in the field and if that happens then you know you feel like he'll claim that spot and get the majority of the innings over there at first and the middle or the majority of the at-bats but right now he's not separated himself hopefully he can get things figured out this weekend when he's uh out there at first if i were to tell you that your bullpen might be the most thing you feel confidence in right now would that be a fair statement, or are you going to be looking at the left side of your infield? I think I would just say your lineup as a whole. Okay. Your offense as a whole. That's what I'm most confident in. But I'm I've been you know, I'm excited about what you're we're seeing from the bullpen. You know, I guess there's a couple other things in that and I don't I don't know if we'll get it figured out this weekend or whatever, but I'd like to see Jacob Rogers start pitching like we think he's capable of. I don't know if Zane Petty's going to pitch this weekend or if they're just going to save him for Tuesday to be the starter on Tuesday. I'm not really sure. That would make a little bit of sense. But maybe, hey, let's change things up and use him out of the bullpen, see if that helps him get out of his funk. So, you know, those are two guys that I'd like to see that get figured out as well. And and Tadlock's not been shy of the using an opener. I mean, that's how Duchetter started. It, it was Duchette starting the game, and then Shetter would come in and – sometimes second or third inning, and, and roll from there. And and that became a dominant thing that you got to use uh, throughout the res- that entire run of the postseason. And Shedder was a starter beforehand, yeah, and, and you, that kind of shifted things around a little bit. Yeah, that all that's fair. That's true. I don't know that that's what's happening this weekend. Yeah, you, you don't – I mean, if you're going through the length of a season expecting, hey, if we can just get four or three good innings out of our starter on Saturday or Sunday – um, and then we use our bullpen, I think you're going to overuse your bullpen. Those guys are going to wear down. And you so, don't want that, especially this early no. in the season. So it's important for starters to do their job to get you five innings or so and give you a shot to win the game, but also to protect your bullpen a little bit. When uh, you're scanning through, and I know that you're not going to get the lineup until about 15 minutes before basically first pitch or a little before that, but not a whole lot more. Uh if you divide it in thirds for what we have seen throughout this season so far, which portion of your lineup is is doing the best for what they should be doing? <laughs> mm, I know it's a little good. hard to tell after the last weekend because no, everybody scored. 
and yeah, everybody hit. I would say the bottom of your lineup, right, with Pompey and Bravo down there, and even the way Harrelson is starting to swing it. Yeah, I don't think you could say the middle. I mean, you wouldn't want to knock Bazell. He's if you're depends on. Okay, so the middle is four, five, six. It depends exactly who you're having in there, but it's not as if Cash and McGee have just tore it up. Mm-hmm. So, I but I would say seven, eight, nine, where you've seen you've seen Bravo and you've seen Pompey hitting. That's the area, and then throw in Harrelson who's hit ninth, and um, man, that's a that the. That group right there is way exceeded the expectation so far. And when you can get your bottom of the order going like that and flip the order so mm-hmm. that you're getting back to the top of the order, it's not a, okay, cool, bottom of the order is coming up. It's a one, two, three, and we can get out of this and, and try to get back on the mound. That That's when offenses get dangerous. That's when they're – I don't want to say there aren't any holes because the middle of your lineup has definitely had some questions. There – there is a difference in throwing, you know, 20 pitches in an inning where you don't get anybody on base and you mow through those guys. Or maybe there's some foul balls, but nobody gets on base and you throw 20 pitches and you retire the, the order and or the side in order, right? One, two, three. Compared to, you know, guys getting on base, you know, um, let's say a leadoff double, and now every pitch that you throw the rest of the inning is a stressful pitch because every pitch you know anything that dribbles through the left or the right side could cost you a run. Those pitches to me that are you know under duress, they count a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You wear a pitcher out a little bit more, both physically and mentally. And so like you're saying there, you get those guys on base in front of the top of your lineup and – it just makes it that much more difficult to pitch to those guys at the top. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.